And hi, everyone, and welcome to Steer the Pod podcast, where we talk about topics that need to be steered a little bit deeper. My name is Paolo, and together with my special guests, Rem, Kiko, and Miles. So, Mr. Rem is uh, new to the show. Hi, Rem. Hi, Paul. Uh, thanks for having me here. I'm I'm doing good, bro. Doing good, doing good. And uh, si Miles and Kiko, uh, all-time uh, What's up, favorite. Pao? Uh, I don't think uh, you need to introduce yourself anymore because uh, I'm sure our listeners know you already. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm uh, very excited uh, for our episode today. Uh, we will be featuring this guy, Premium this great guy. Potential to be the next Erwan Yusa. Alam nyo ba guys? Definitely. I Yeah, I heard the, I, I I heard about the rumors. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah, even well, better. Uh, even better than Erwan. Who's when Irwan? you when you see his face and you, when you hear his voice, you'll be like, I forgot who Erwan is. <laughs> He is the chef of Matthias Meat Menu. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Dino De La Hi Dino, hi Dino. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. Thank you, are, thank you. Are you a fan? Of course I'm a fan. I'm a fan of everything that you do. Nice. Uh, it's such an honor <laughs> Even and privilege for hearing Stop. that from you. I've heard, uh, you told me you listened to all my episodes no? as of yesterday. I have, except for the one with Trisha, because yeah. it was recent. I've yeah. been busy. Nice, yeah. nice, good nice. Episodes, and, uh, good episodes. Good episodes. So, Dino, tell us something about yourself, man. Like, uh, what have, have you been to, doing lately? Listen. The, yeah. Lately, I've been, uh, I would say, I would say I've been, I've, I've just been a house husband recently. I used to be a chef. I, 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 I technically, I think I still am working yeah. in the family business. But other than that, uh, I've, I've just been with my son for the most part, enjoying something. Yeah, just uh, Oh, sorry. I said living the dream. Living Being a house husband is living the dream, bro. Well, no, not necessarily. It has its pros, it has its cons. See, uh, maybe, like uh, yeah. maybe you can give Kiko some advice. Um, he recently got married. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about we'll, marriage later. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, Dino, why don't you, uh, you know, like, I mean, the topic for today is about, you know, food. You know, I mean... Now that you're uh, your chef, you know uh, maybe you can um, tell us uh, where did it all start? You know, um, uh, what was your uh, well, inspiration back in high school? Back in high school, did you always want to be a chef? Um, no, actually, um, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Um, I really did. I I I love kids. Yeah. You know, um, growing up, I was always near kids also. And um, I come from a very nurturing family in, in a way. Yeah. So being a vegetarian, nurturing kids also. So anyway, um, the, what drove me to be a chef was my father. Uh, he's a chef. He, he was a chef of Peninsula and Weston yeah. and uh, Mellows. And uh, now he owns his own uh, bed and breakfast in Dunedin. It's in New Zealand. It's, yeah. it's called the Black Swan. Really, a really beautiful place. Um, anyway, yeah, nice, you nice. know, yeah. growing up, he he took me to his work. 
you know, let me peel potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me watch how he works in the kitchen, the different roles. He made it evident in, in you know, uh, when I was there. Um, yeah. Good experience, good experience. And uh, you seeing him uh, uh, cook for people and that, you know, you, you, you told yourself that, hey, I want to be like that. Um, it, it was a confusing decision actually for me i was like okay what am i good at in my life yeah and then i couldn't think of anything except that you know i i knew how to cook like i was seven i cooked my first uh, dish it was uh salpicao and yeah. um, gravy from scratch we for gravy we just use mm. evaporated milk yeah. flour and butter and nor that's it that's and it. we made gravy from scratch and i was like okay this 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 science is fun because cooking is a science you know it's 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 precise and not at the same time which makes it fun you yeah. never know what you're gonna come up with you know yeah. so that's when you know as time went by it's it stuck to me like i want to see smiles and faces yeah. when they have different i want to take have the courage to put something that's part of me in an in a dish and have someone either enjoy it or not and believe me there have been many times that they didn't (laughs) so you wanted to be part of the what do you call that industry the hospitality industry i mean that's that's the proper term right i mean that's what they call it (sighs) yeah all right on paper yeah yeah i guess but um uh you know, being a chef here is quite difficult. I'm different yeah. from other countries, but yeah. maybe we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yep. So um, so after high school, when you graduated, you're like, you know, you're already like what? Choosing schools on how to develop your skill set, right? And um, yeah, are, are there any well-known universities or schools that you can take up here in Manila, like on how to become a chef or culinary arts? Well, here in Manila, it's divided into two. Um, there are college universities for it. Uh, yeah. One or uh, three, maybe. And then the rest are vocational courses, which you can take after your regular college courses. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but like, for example, um, what I know is we have CSB. CSB is good yeah, for CSB, culinary yeah. arts. You got Underrun, Enderon, right? Enderon, yeah. You got CCA, right? CCA too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are the three good schools that I know, right? That uh, focuses on culinary arts. It's and, um, it's it's it, it's relative. Oh, yeah. well, you know what is a good school? <laughs> yeah. Because you, you know, like, like I said, it's like, um, do you, can you imagine getting a degree for cooking? Can you imagine it? Well, yeah, I, can. I mean, I can, you know, again, you know, you don't need to be, you know, I mean, you don't need to go to a good school to be a cook, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the tuition fees of these schools are what, 220000 a year? Yeah. Mm. Damn. Can you imagine what you're, what you, what you, what you make your parents go through just to, you know, go to school, just learn how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I mean, that's just an, the average, right? 
I mean, wala pa doon yung, yung... There are cheaper ones. There are cheaper ones. But like, for example, the equipment you use, you know, your uniform, I, I think that's what you call miscellaneous, no? Wala pa doon. Yeah, there's also that. But, yeah. you know, um, on the side of schools, yeah. it takes a lot of maintenance and a good budget to have a decent curriculum for cooking mm. because you, you yeah. gotta you gotta pay for the ovens you gotta yeah. pay for the vents you gotta yeah. have like the fire department check your kitchen if it's like operational if it's yeah. safe you know yeah. a lot of permits for that too so in their defense i guess but you can learn at home yeah, yeah true, <laughs> you just true, don't true. have a degree you know yeah so- if you want to finish culinary arts, you know, so you'll be spending what a million bucks, maybe, maybe more, maybe, maybe more, two, maybe yeah. that's max, yeah, that's max, yeah. But would you consider the level of uh, culinary education here as elite? Like, if you go outside of the country, like you can really bring the skills or. How do you know, um, classify the level yeah. of education? Or just to add to Miles' uh, question, is it standard to, is it international standard? Yeah. I'm not sure about the curriculum now, but during my time, during my time in, in college, um, how do I put this without being an asshole? <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. You can, you can be an asshole if you want to. Yeah. Stay the pot, bro. Yeah. I didn't learn. I didn't learn shit. <laughs> I didn't learn shit. Um, I learned the general um, history of food, like oh, yeah. who made who made uh, this sauce? Uh, the theoretical who, side of yeah, the, the theoretical side of things that you know that are kind of tedious to read in a book because yeah. you wanna get to the juicy stuff on how to do things. Um, cutting meat, um, butchering meat. I've already learned that nakasay from my dad mm. so yeah. when I was in college I was like <laughs> yeah. so um, to, to answer your question though is it at, is it up to standard or does it compete you see when you're in this when you're in culinary school the, those knowledge uh, that that type of knowledge comes from other curricular extracurricular activities like yeah. let's say you join um, mm. you join a contest or like mathbex or mm. have have you heard of Mathbe- mathbex the one in Rojas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> i'm pointing back like Rojas behind me <laughs> yeah so you learn these things from outside places not necessarily in the school because in school everybody's just like trying to learn yeah the mm, basics yeah, and, yeah. and you know about it truth be told more than half of the people more than half actually of, of the people that i knew that went and took that degree or that course rather they're in sales now mm. they're in sales so, now so na sayang. Yeah. Yeah. Sayang bad I mean, yeah. no in in a relative way of thinking in hospitality you can branch out you can you can go to hotel stuff you can be a concierge um you know but dude i i don't know i just know one person maybe two that really made a career off it yeah and the rest on sales or back to their family business and i don't know so yeah so 
yes to answer your question no it's not it's not up to standard because what you're competing against in other countries are chefs who did not go to school they were in the kitchen since they were 13 you know they're in they're, they're, they're they know everything about it or possibly a master of one specific skill yeah. or let's say a pasta chef or an yeah. Italian chef, you know, mm. they, they're good at that one thing because they spent so many years of it. Whereas I, or people who went to school, what we graduate at what age? 22. Yeah. And then we're just going to start to like, see where we're good at. Yeah. We're behind you years and years. Man. So yeah, no, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, so after after you know you did your whole uh, culinary stint in college, um, you had your first job, right? So yeah. your first job was where? Where at? Ooh, okay. So I think I know. <laughs> well, my first job. So so it's CSB, right? Yeah. We had this. Um, I was sent to Italy. Um, it's under Italian Culinary Institute for Foreigners. It was held in Piedmont Asti. It was literally in a castle. It's called Castiglioli di Asti. And and that's where we had this... um, For two months, we studied. And then for the next four months, we were shipped out to um, different regions of Italy Mm, of our choosing. And... That was my first unpaid job, honestly. Um, damn, I can. I would walk to the dorm to the to 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 work in snow, man. It's mm. like almost knee deep. My balls yeah. are freezing, and, uh, and you so were not first, paid at all. We were not. We were paid allowance. Yeah, yeah we were paid allowance. It was, was the it, best. Was it, was it good allowance? Euros. So uh, I mean, bought me some wine. Yeah. Some, some food. just wine. Yeah, just wine, just wine. I had, I was in a relationship then, so there's nothing else I could buy with it. So okay. So I know what's it like uh, working in an Italian kitchen, even if uh, you're um, well, like pa lang or... I, I, I believe it or not, my first job was being a dishwasher and cleaning the walls and all the equipment like all around the kitchen for the first month yeah. and I I honestly didn't think I was going to get past that but then I spoke to my chef that was uh, it was an it was a one-star Michelin hotel mm-hmm. and a one-star Michelin restaurant I worked for both of those and one of the chefs in the in the restaurant yeah. I just talked to him oh, give me give me one afternoon yeah. I'm, I'm going to cook for you some Filipino delicacy, delicacies, and see where we're at. Yeah, just that. Pare nagluto ako ng kare kare, and the other one wasn't even Filipino. It was uh, also boho, um, and then yeah. he liked it so much. Then he said, "Tomorrow, you come in. We will go to the market, and from there, made me. He 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 bought this huge ass monkfish just." It's probably my size. Yeah. I had to carry it two blocks back from the market to the restaurant. And then from there, I became um, a saucier, which is for sauces. And then yeah. uh, manier, which is for um, uh, vegetables. Yeah. And uh, poissonier, which is for fish. 
And then after that, I became an expediter. Na. Um, um, expediter is like someone who starts to plate. Okay. Yeah. So that's how it started. It's a lot, a lot of, a lot of racism to be yeah. Yeah. involved. Quite frankly, because once they see your shorter, <laughs> shorter, dark skinned yeah. gonna look okay. down on you, man. You're like a, you're like a hooligan to them. Honestly, yeah, at least in my experience. So your first job yeah. was in uh, Italy, right? So um, challenges. That was, yeah, benefits. that was first unpaid job. Unpaid job. Okay. No benefits. The only benefit that I got. The only benefit that I got from my first unpaid job was um, I had two weeks to go around Italy. Yeah. Two weeks. And the reason I got that was that I lied to my employer saying, oh, I got to get back to the castle. And <laughs> we, we have exams. So we got to leave early. And he's like, okay. I was like, okay. Can't believe that worked. All right. So I spent those two weeks going around Rome, backpacking, sleeping, and uh, it took me four days to, 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 to go around the whole of Rome, man. So it was like, I was just sleeping in train stations because I didn't have money. Yeah. Um, I went to the mountains of Cuneo, Limon. So it was fun. Anyway, but my, my first paid job yeah. when, I, when I got back after graduation, after, after Italy, because we come back, we graduate. Um was in Makati Shangri-La. Yeah. And in Makati Shangri-La was the most depressing first job ever. I tell you, man. Cool. So you spend, you, your parents spend all this money and you, you know, you, you have certain expectations. You can't help it. You can't yeah. help it. But it's like, welcome to the real world, motherfucker. Here's 8,000 for your first month. Four and four, two gives. No SC. No SC. So SC means service like, charge, right? And you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. service charge. Sorry, okay. yeah. yeah. And I live all the way in White Plains, and oh. I can't afford to bring my ride to Mahati Shangela because there's parking, there's gas. Yeah. So I would walk to walk from my house to the MRT, take the MRT yeah. all the way to Ayala, get down, and walk all the way to Mahati Shangela every goddamn day. It was tiring and it was really depressing that after all your hard-earned effort, you have 8K mm. after the end of the month. Minus taxes, bro. Minus tax. <laughs> Minus bill health. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was a nice experience then. Because, um, sorry, you were saying? So the, what, what role did you start there? Um, mm. A cook. Yeah, I, I was a simple cook, man. I was a simple cook. But again, um, I wouldn't say I'm advanced, but I'm quite competitive yeah. in, in the kitchen. I <laughs> Once I get the ball rolling, it's hard to stop. Um, so I was a simple cook. I was just a commie three, which is like the lowest. Next to that is the kitchen helper. Yeah. And... Um, there was this new chef that came in that was gonna replace my head chef. And then he was like, "So, what's your what's your best what's your best dish?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm just learning. But just teach me whatever." He's like, "He's like, okay. Tomorrow you're gonna you're gonna stay in the west uh, in the in the western wing of circles." And I was like, "Okay, okay." So I come in. Then the the he shows me how things are done. And then as for, for 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 a week I followed his orders. And then after that week, 
I kind of did my own spin on like presenting the food and mm. everything. And then my my dude, like the next few days, magisa na ako din sa sa, sir, sa sa Western Wing ng circles. Like I'm 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 cooking things that I'm not supposed to be doing or doing things that I'm not supposed to do because yeah. it's not in my job title. It's supposed to be my head chef who does it, oh. or I'll call me two or three, uh, call me two or one. Sorry, yeah. So it's three, two, one. So lowest to highest. So I was three. Um, my man, my man, he's like, okay, I want you to do what you're doing, and because when I I started presenting food and in in, in 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 like 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 gastro, what do you call it? Gastro, ah, uh, like el bully, you know, like with the foam and everything. I, I started doing that, mm. like foam sauces. They they liked it. The guests liked it, and yeah. It, it so, was fun for a while. So the chef took advantage of you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Were you assigned so, to the buffet station, ba? or it's a separate a la carte kitchen? It's just circles, a buffet station. Yeah. Pug Circle's buffet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's it was fun. It was a learning experience. So, and then how, how long did you last there? <laughs> I think six months. Six months? Before I quit. I was like, So in the duration of six yeah. months, you decided, "Fuck this shit, man." Yeah. And then. Yeah, because I had. I had a son then, so. Yeah. It's not enough. So you quit that job, and then what did you do after? Um, we had a our, my first own job actually. Yeah. Um, I worked with Elmer, uh, three of three of our other friends, Peter, yeah. Richie. Yep. Elmer, um, we called it Lardy Boys. We put up this uh, this stall. It's a pop up restaurant. Ah, sorry, a pop up food stall yeah. in Avenue Makati. And Elmer did the counting with Richie. I did yeah. the cooking and the preparation along with their help too. But then Peter did the supplying of meats and helping mm. helping cooking too. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, and so we 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 had this. Um, it's like a Thai fusion restaurant, uh, pop-up yeah. stall. We had chicken chops, just like Serenity, I believe, Serenity. Yes, Serenity. Or, yeah. or what's that shake, Rem, where you get the the mangoes, mango shake? Ursao. Ursao, yeah, something like that. But Ursao's more Chinese, I think. But ours, our, ours was Thai. We had like yeah. Thai basil and everything. I believe you guys visited yeah. Can one I just say, like, During that time, to matambay yung house ni Dino nun. I know, I know. I was about to say prepping and stuff like that. I could really see like all their effort that they yeah. put into. Napin nito yeah. para sa taste testing, de ba? Sobrang sarap. Well, <laughs> may, may iba na jeans, may iba na hindi ganon kasarap. Pero yung masarap, masarap talaga. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a learning. It was a learning experience. Because yeah. I, I imagine this. Um, During the wee hours of the morning, we would do food preparation. Remy, were there for a few times. Uh, we would last until 4 a.m. Okay. And um, we'd get a few hours sleep in the day. But then by lunchtime, we're already setting up for an afternoon session all yeah. the way to midnight. And it was that for months, man. Yeah. It was that for months. I mean, it, it was tiring. We were all tired. And we weren't efficient. So... It was a very nice learning experience, knowing na parang this first chicken chop better taste like the the hundredth chicken chop we sell in the day. Same. Yeah. 
all throughout. And it was hard to achieve that because I was new to the business. Everybody else was new to the business. We didn't know how it worked. Yeah. And, you know, after a few months, it's like I was the only one having fun. Because I was still cooking, but everybody else was just tired. I was just tired, tired too, but yeah. but I was in I was in my phone, so it helped. Um, and and so, after uh, yeah. those months, after those months, guess how much we netted, man? How much? We two <laughs> k. So you know what, you know. Okay. You know what? Uh, I was actually uh, fortunate enough to try Lardy Boys before. And um, it really reminds me of hot star fried chicken. Uh, That's what we were going for. Uh, um, so it's, it's actually the Taiwanese uh, chicken chop. But uh, yeah. if I remember correctly, I, I went to Lordy Boys twice. And I could say with, uh, with extreme confidence that your chicken was better than hot star fried chicken. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. You know why? Sometimes Elmer would drop the chicken chop on the floor. And then we just put it back. <laughs> That's a special formula. Oh, Boom. Yeah, I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> Thank you. That, so it lasted, you know, for how many months? I think four. four I could months. be mistaken. Yeah. Four or six. I don't know, man. And uh, your income uh, in the, those four months were 2K. It's 2, 2K. Just Damn. 2K. Okay. Well, it's okay. At least, diba? learning experience. Diba? I mean, foot traffic. Was the foot traffic okay? Foot traffic or... was okay, especially yeah. for my uh, half-white friend, Richie Davis. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. it's, it's Makati Avenue yeah. and you know, you know what brings there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was fun. It was fun. I, I and, got to um, see. It yeah. was up until what time? Midnight. midnight well we close midnight yeah. we have to pull out everything again yeah so it's like what 1am na 2am we go home oh uh, once we go home we unload yeah and then possibly just cook again yeah and then there's some nights that i got that we we probably just slept for two hours yeah and just, go back to work well, yeah. well, at least it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice experience. It's a nice so, experience. So after Lardy Boys, uh, what did you do next? Yeah, I had, did you, I I had think, some... Yeah? I had some... This was in the process of me trying to see where I could earn the most money. So yeah. I did I did food consultancy for um, Fiamma. Okay, I think you remember <laughs> we, that. Yeah. We made the Fiyama Fresh Mondays, if I, I remember it correctly. Yeah. yeah, that was. But this was, was after already the Fiyama Fresh Fridays. The yeah. Era, no? yeah. Oh, so Meron Mondays yeah. lasted for a few months too. I mean, I was just there to teach everybody and then I was out because it's food consultancy. You know, you make yeah. a menu mm-hmm. and all. it netted some good cash for a while. Um, yeah. And then I moved on to doing um, another food consultancy for uh, INR, INR Beach Resort. Yeah, it's mm. a diving resort, and I did their menu um, and 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 a lot of other gigs. Yeah. Uh, but you know, um, luckily after a while, I managed to get a decent paying job, which yeah. lasted for maybe two years. Um, I landed an executive chef job in Melos. 
Car- and Carmelo's Humagyu and yeah. Sweet Bella Cafe. So that's um, total of three to four, yeah. three to four restaurants at the same time that yeah. I was managing. Yeah. And so, you did well, the man in Melos, no? I mean, like uh, your tenure there was like uh, more than a year. Two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. Went to the Elmer, right? Went to the Elmer, no? Elmer was there for like yeah. five, five, eight months. No, no, not even eight months. Maybe five or six months. Yeah. Nice, nice. It wasn't his thing. The the stress really. I could see how unhappy he was. Yeah. Mm. It's Maybe not for it's, everybody. It's not for everybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. And then um, I heard, uh, you know, what's nice about your career, Dina, is you went into a cruise. You became a chef, right? In a cruise ship. Yeah. 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 You know, it, uh, being in a cruise ship, yeah, first you have something. to you have to yeah. apply you have yeah. to apply for it. And I already had like I already had so much experience in cooking, right? I had a, I was an executive chef for for those restaurants, and then I had a, another two year more than two years stint with Bizu Patisserie, yeah. where I handled eight outlets at the time. Yeah, I had. Eight outlets from hiring, um, making, um, uh, t- training the employees, uh, menu creation, yeah. dealing with the front house. It's basically an executive chef job, and you know, yeah. up to this day, I still don't, I still don't know what the hell my job title there was because yeah. basically, to me, in 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 my own feelings, I was like, I was right under the executive chef because the executive chef was my boss. Yeah, but I was doing what an executive chef would do. So going, applying for a cruise ship, I was like, okay, maybe I'll even get chef de party. So just to give you a background, it's kitchen helper, commie three, commie two, commie one, chef de party. So this is the this is the last one. Uh, sorry. So I, this, this is what I was aiming for. Yeah. Not even executive chef, not even sous chef, nothing. Yeah. I got a call me one job and they say I was lucky to get that. I don't know. I don't know how, but yeah. So I applied for, I got, I got the job. Uh, the port was in Orlando, Orlando, um, Port Canaveral, I believe. Yeah. So you had to go a, there? I had to go there and, you know, they fixed my visa, my work visa, um, and everything, medical, all, yeah. all you know the, the, all the theatrics yeah. um it was a big ass ship uh, it's called oasis of the seas and um it's like a hotel in the ocean yeah it's like a hotel in the ocean um it holds about eight thousand passengers and plus crew members but yeah. so that's what nine nine k maybe yeah. that's how big it is it's huge it's massive yeah and um how was, your, uh, yeah. How was your experience in that uh, cruise ship, man? Like uh, well, time, routine, you know, work hours? Well, we talk about work life. The, unless you had a different designation other than being a cook yeah. or being mm. part of the kitchen, then there is no life. There is just work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even the internet was paid by the minute. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, I had no days off. Yeah. I had no days off for eight eight at months. At all, really? At all, 
no days off. No days off. Um, it's like 13 to 15 hours a day working. Mm-hmm. And hours after the 11th hour of working, you're not supposed to be working. But you are. Because there's a law where it's, it's like it's a, it's a real law huh? like yeah. after your 11th hour yeah. bawal ka na magtrabaho yeah but so those are the dirty things no in the industry yeah. no? there was a there were, there were numerous days where i worked 22 hours Shit. 22 yeah but the so, pay is good man well after the 11th hour i wasn't getting paid anymore but where are you going to go yeah, true. Yeah. You're in the middle of the ocean. Who are you gonna cry to? <laughs> you know. Anyway, so yeah. How yeah. was the no the customer experience different from Shempe? You're used to like the Filipino ano, um working with the Filipino style of ano, um restaurants. How was this uh exposure different from from what they're used to? It was chaotic. I worked with dozens of nationalities there was jamaican mostly jamaican indian indonesian filipinos there's no japanese if i remember correctly no, no koreans either mostly like caribbean so okay. it was it was really difficult working with them because there's uh, there's an there's already an added amount of stress yeah. going to from you and back at you because your routine i mean even my even my routine man it's like wake up five minutes to get ready uh go to work have an hour break sometimes 30 minutes actually most of the time 30 minutes usually it's just 30 minutes yeah Yeah. and then get back to work and then go to cabin and then sleep and in between all that chaos that's when you can eat or do laundry that's it So when you're doing laundry or eating, you're sacrificing your rest already. Yeah. It sucks. And that amount of stress just really, I don't know, it kind of made me racist, to be honest. <laughs> For a while. I mean, working with different cultures is very hard, especially in my experience. Most of my bosses were Jamaican, and they were louder than mm. they worked. Actually, okay. they didn't I, didn't. I didn't see them in my whole months of stay. I didn't see them lift a finger. Honestly, Indians would. Sorry uh, for whoever's listening. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not racist. <laughs> you know, this is just my experience, and I'm not stereotyping. Yeah. I'm just saying what I saw and what I experienced. So it's up to you to deduce. Yeah. Whatever it is you want to understand about it. You know. Okay. So Jamaicans would talk more than they work. Indians would talk a lot while they work a lot less, but they would still work. Yeah. Filipinos would semi-work, but talk behind mm-hmm. your back. And then Indonesians were the best. Mm. They were the best. They were warriors. They would just work and keep their mouths quiet. And that's and nice, no? In a, in a kitchen. That's nice. Right? That's nice. Less talk. That's nice. Less talk, more work, you know. So, right, yeah. that's nice, that's nice. So, so we talked about your background of being a chef, you know. So let's tear the pot a little bit deeper, shall we? So what's the worst experience you've ever, you know, like 
Did you ever experience the Hawk effect? You're familiar with the Hawk effect? No, I'm not. Please educate me. Like the customers, uh, you would like, you know, because Hawk Patui? That's, that's a thing. That's you know? a thing. The thing? Because, yeah. Thing. Where did you get this? It's called the Hawk effect. You know, I learned this before when I was in. Where did you get this? Hey, if I yeah. Google this, if so, I Google this now, I'll I'll see that. So, like, uh, for example, the customer tells you, "Google it, Rem. Call the chef. I don't like this. It's not hot." Mm. And then you know you, you keep on debating, or you know the steak, it's not cooked well, you know. And then nah. you're like, I don't to me. I have experienced. <laughs> I've experienced that many times. Yeah. Many times. And all I can say is that, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, customers are liars. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, but, but really, um, when somebody says that to you and you want to have a good image, you want to be, you know, earnest. Yeah. Because there is no reason or no instance where you will win. You're already losing. Because the customer is always correct, right? Because the customer is always right, at yeah. least in their view. Yeah. But in mine, most I can admit that sometimes I would make a mistake and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is my fault. But then in my mind, sometimes it's like, okay, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> but I can't say that. You know, I can't, I can't say that. Right. So what, what was you, the worst... What, yeah, um, what was the worst uh, comment that you ever heard directed to you as the as a chef? Yeah. As a chef from a customer, not from a customer, none. But from a chef and the owner of the restaurant, I got a fish scale thrown at me already. Like, bah! I told you, skin off. I was like, but this guy's this guy said skin on. And this guy was my head chef. And I was like, parang they were like cussing in Italian. I was like, okay. Tapos yung fish parang. When it was like flying towards me, I froze. Like I didn't know should I dodge it? Is it disrespectful if I dodge it? And then bah, too late. Like, so being in the kitchen, it's like a war zone, no? Could you say that? Not all the time, no. My, so, my 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 kitchen is always chill. Yeah. So I, do you I, think like uh, like for example the shows of uh, Gordon Ramsay, right? Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> do you think they portray the correct uh, image of kitchen? Not all kitchens. I mean, believe you me, there's a lot of shouting in a kitchen, but not yeah. really shouting. Not really shouting at each other. Most of the time, it's shouting things where oh you gotta do this. And it's like oh yeah cool it's okay you know. Yeah. But what you're watching is TV. Would you watch Hell's Kitchen and then the chefs are like, oh, hey, man, what's up? Oh, how was your day? Would <laughs> so you watch no it? Drama kasi, yeah. There's no drama. There's no drama. So a, a lot of it is um, theatrics. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. But when it gets heavy, it, it, it sometimes it gets to that. Yeah. You know, not all the time. It's like every episode they're angry at each other. Come yeah. on, man. So do you know, uh, in your kitchen, what's the heaviest stuff that you know that happened inside your kitchen? Me? Well, I can say it's just bad attitude, man. But in, in at least in my experience, I, I don't know about others, but 
there's thievery and bad attitude. Like this guy's lazy, parang ganon. But yeah. nothing, nothing extreme where I don't know. But yeah. sorry, were you referring to what Kiko? What were you referring to? Sorry, let's just be clear. But, um, has there been any drama uh, in the kitchen that you that, that that you've controlled? Um, hmm. Was there a time that you you've actually shouted at a at a sous chef, for example? Um, so I, I'm just interested no. to know. Um, um, is there theatrics that happens in a real life kitchen? Uh, well, in your kitchen. Well, if you're comparing it with a show, I would say no. I mm. I don't like I don't like shouting at people. Yeah. I I, be, I believe that shouting at at whomever, not just in a kitchen, but in yeah. life in general, it 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 degrades a person's being. Yeah. And that's yeah. not something I was brought up to do. There were times that I did want to shout, honestly, but um, if some somebody does something wrong. Shouting at them to me, I believe, won't fix it. You yeah. teach them. You say, yeah. "Pare malito," and yeah. then if they're like, "Don't you chef?" Because ano, ne 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 ne. Yeah. Hindi kailang sa akin, malito. Parang ganon, you know. Because usually pinoy ganon. Ne chef, because ano eh, yung isa ganito, tapos yung isa ganito. Ne okay lang. Let's cut. Let's cut the problem. Let's deduce the problem. It's very simple. You did this. You weren't supposed to do this. Pero dibalin ako na orasan, and that's how I would control my kitchen. That's how I would control everybody else that I've hired. And masadong mabait kasi siguro mga Pinoy na. That's why I guess people like working with the Pinoy. Yeah, man, bro. Ako mabait. Ako mabait. Ako yung mabait. You know, but what I mean, how would you take it? Let's say each one of you guys. If yeah. if your boss called you, are you stupid? Yeah. Uh, how would you take it? Would you ever con- take it constructively? I don't think so, yeah. right? Mm. I mean, your parents brought you up, spent all of this money on tuition, yeah. made sure you're all right, and then there's some asshole who's gonna call you stupid. How would that ever be constructive? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of shit. All right, so um, before we move on to the next topic, I just have one last question. Microwave. How do you feel about chefs just microwaving food? I, I'm not against it. There are, there are some instances where I have to use a microwave. It's like, it's like if a guest orders something that doesn't move and it's in the freezer and I got to serve it, yeah. I would use a microwave. Now, that's different from like air frying. Mm. All right. Not that I am against air frying, yeah. but to me, it's unnatural. So you think microwave is a convenience, unacceptable, an, uh, an acceptable convenience for chefs? Mm. In a restaurant setting, yes. You definitely need one. You need one. You don't have to use it all the time. Depending on what But on like a hotel setting yeah. or a cruise ship setting? No, no. Did, did I mention to you when I was in a cruise ship, there were two incidents actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting, yeah. man. So 
two incidents. The first incident was we had we had a gastroenteritis infection. Okay, a, a ship a ship is so enclosed, right? Yeah, yeah. And let's say I have a cough. Mahiran ko yung mga surfaces with my saliva. <laughs> Theoretically speaking, I wouldn't do that, but the chances of other people getting infected by that multiplies by hundreds. So anyway, we had an excursion some that some down Jamaica, and, and an excursion is like an activity that you do outside the ship. Yeah, one of the guests ate something bad and started vomiting and everything. Probably didn't wash their hands, and it, yeah. they went they went back to the ship, and it just spread like wildfire, like. In a matter of hours, from one six four and so forth, and until it reached six hundred, we reached the news. We reached the news, and we had to dock for like a few days and not do anything. The we had to install uh, during that time. They had to fix the sewage tank also because uh, people were vomiting and everything. And then the sewage tank broke and the whole ship started smelling like shit. Um, sorry if you're eating. So the whole, <laughs> the, whole, the whole ship started smelling like shit. And we had to install fans just to breeze everything out. Yeah. And there were so many fans. We had to call the fire department to make sure that we don't have a shortage. Yeah. Like, like, like a, you know, like a, how do you say it? Yeah. yeah. So you had to quarantine yourself. Somewhat. Like, okay, the schedule of a ship is like Monday to Saturday, we're going around the Caribbean. Yeah. And then on Sunday, we're always back in Orlando. So it, we docked Orlando on a Sunday, and usually we would leave at night. But yeah. no, we left like midweek. Na. Yeah. Sure. And nobody could come in, nobody could come out. And whoever would come in, I just designated people one or two just to check on us, give us like food supplies and everything. And then there was a second incident where our ship, I wouldn't say capsized, but we were scheduled for maintenance somewhere in Spain. And uh, there are things called azipods. Azipods are pillars. Four, so one, two, three, four, and that would hold the ship in place while they're doing constructions. Now yeah. we we were supposed to get there a certain date, but we ended up going there at at the much earlier date, yeah. and that wasn't good because the azipods are built just for a specific time period or a specific yeah. schedule because it can't be there all the time because other ships have to get there, so. We were there two weeks early and we docked in the azipods. It's like the spring that brings things down. Yeah. Ship goes in, brings it up out of the water. And um, one of the azipods gave way. And uh, one of the azipods that gave way were yeah. attached, was attached to a crane. Yeah. And um, when it gave way, it tilted to the right. The, the crane broke in half. Yeah. Hit hit the top level and punctured a, um, a it swung like this yeah, yeah a hole in the hull. I was um, pushing uh, a trolley. It's like a cart where I yeah. put all my my stuff. But 
to deliver to the kitchen and there was a door near me and the whole the whole ship is pressurized okay so when the hole punctured through the hull immediately i just heard this loud boom it's like right behind me bah! i flew a few feet i flew a few feet and then suddenly alarms were blaring and then i just recognized the alarm that it sounded like oh shit it's evacuate the ship yeah and i was like scrambling to the floor it's like and i looked behind me like the pillars in the hallway were like this yeah. and the ship was sideways and everybody was trying to run out and um so i was like i was like okay first thing i thought about was my girlfriend and my son yeah and my son who was still in my girlfriend it's like i gotta live <laughs> yeah, dude i swear for the first time in a long time i prayed to god i was yeah. like jesus please let me live <laughs> i'll do anything you want i'll be good i promise so anyway i was like but you know uh, you know i was thinking at least that didn't happen in the middle of the ocean no imagine if yeah, you're in the middle of the ocean yeah it it won't in the middle of the ocean um, you're pretty safe there yeah. it's such a big ship you know nothing can go through it except concrete which was concrete that yeah. went through it so so anyway i, I ran out I, I i make my way going out and it's like a stampede and guess what i see there filipinos doing fb live chat <laughs> filipinos man yeah, and yeah. only filipinos yeah. at least from what i see you know really classic Pinoys. yeah classic, classic man yeah. and uh, you know to see that and then going in retrospect there are four people who died okay. about 16 who were injured injured at the whole time it was happening they were they were my countrymen yeah. there was my and they're just fb live okay so it's like it's like a brain mind fuck to me <laughs> i don't know um but yeah so going out of the ship debris were falling over while i was running we were all running and debris were falling over like, trying to dodge it imagine yeah. <laughs> trying to run at the pier just so narrow yeah and the ship is like tilting very slightly towards you and you can see big ass bubbles coming from the water because water is flushing in and all you could think was shit i'm i don't want to die and oh shit my passport's in my cabin (laughs) (laughs) so i I guess after that you're like telling yourself this is the last for me cruise ship hell no fuck you (laughs) bye-bye yeah Pretty much. That was the last draw for me. All right. That was the last draw. I was like. So I guess that tops it off. So worst experience. Well, no, so... the, the salary was good though. Yeah. The salary was really good. Um, like handsomely really good. Yeah. But the the stress and health wise. Yeah. Not really worth it. It's not worth it because there was no happiness. I yeah. would remember. I would. I would call Pooch and Elmer sorry Pooch is Richie same guy Um, I would call them I'd be ranting I would call my 
fiance crying. Yeah. So depressed. So depressed, man. My hands were shaking for months because you have to wash your your hands in the yeah. ship at certain temperatures of water. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to go extremely hot and extremely cold. There's no in between because yeah. you have to wash your hands of germs. Yeah. And doing that all the time. Barry, my hands were like shaking. I don't know. I don't know what is happening to my body. My feet hurt every time. And I just, I don't know how people could do that. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm never doing that again. Well, it's okay. You know, at least you're safe now and you're back in land. You're back in the motherland, right? Yeah. So let's move on to the next topic. I'm sure I mean, yeah, there are a lot of listeners you know, who uh, want to know uh, the simple ways of cooking certain food. You know, like there's some people that they think that you know cooking steak, for example, is you know you just need to know mm. like the basic elements, I guess, of cooking steak. But first of all, um, what do you think? Can anyone be a cook? Yes. Okay. So before we get to that, I think. I'll try to make this one a little more simpler by saying the difference between being a chef and being a cook. Um, being a chef sort of entails that, like I said earlier, item number one of the same item has to taste like item number 1,000 mm. of the same item. You have to, being a chef, you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to know, you have to set up your, your kitchen in in an efficient manner, your, your productivity, training everybody to work in accordance with your goal as a restaurant or your um, environment. And um, yeah, a lot of things that come into the picture. Whereas being a cook, you're just cooking. You know, you're, you're mm. cooking. You know, you can be a home cook. You can be yeah. an excellent home cook. I know so many people who are excellent home cooks. But they're not chefs. But they can cook like Humba better than any chef that I know. They can cook tacos better than any chef that I know. So, you know, there, there's this, always the stigma, especially here in my experience, in yeah. the Philippines, where lala mga titas, oh, my son is a chef. Galing mm. CSB. Mm. Uh, scratch that, man. You know, that's a wrong stigma. Just because you know how to cook doesn't mean you're a chef. That's, okay. that's where yeah, it's yeah, invited. Yeah. Fair enough. But to answer your question, that can anybody cook? I think the answer is yes. So you don't need to go to a culinary school to cook? No. No, no I, I, I don't think you need to spend an arm and a leg just to learn how to cook. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. During, during my tenure as, as EC, with executive uh, EC, I've hired more people who didn't know how to cook. Then. All they need to do is watch YouTube. What do you think of YouTube? Erwin Youssef. I, I think YouTube is is the is the best way to learn, honestly, if you're on a budget. And then after you after you study YouTube university, then you can work on vocational. Yeah. Mm. Or vice versa. You know, yeah. I don't think you need I don't think you need to spend two hundred forty thousand a year. Yeah. Just to, yeah. True. It's like a to me. It's like a it's like a sash, you know. Oh here, here's your sash. You graduated BLS ESV. 
um, global yeah. or whatever, and hey, Bachelor of Science. They don't you. really so, uh, look at your school, no? If, let's say, I'm an owner of a restaurant, I need a chef, does it really <laughs> matter? Nah, man. I've had a lot of um, people looking for jobs that came from the DLS, uh, from, from CSB or Enderon or, or uh, what's that other school you mentioned? Yeah, CCA. CCA. I rejected them all. They always Sorry. come with this. They always come with a certain way of entitlement, entitlement. in my in my experience, yeah. and I didn't like it. Just going, just coming to me, interview, spiked hair, um, you know, uh, nice watch. Mm. Like, okay, so, I have a question, Dino. Do you ever get tired of cooking? No. I mean, considering your experience in the kitchen. Like, cooking, hindi ka nagasawa with that. Um, cooking for my home or work? I mean, like, in general. In like, general. hindi ka ba nababurn out with the... Uh, I, think, I think Dino loves cooking. No, never. Not in a million... I don't think ever in a million years would I ever get tired of cooking food. Especially when it comes for, to cooking for his loved ones. Right? Yeah, dude. It's the best feeling when you just... You know, right now, I'm, I'm a house husband, like I said. While working on the uh, our family business, mm. Matthias, yeah. um, I look forward to my wife coming home, and there's like a nice pasta. Sweet, mm. <laughs> had a rough day, honey. Have some of my pasta. <laughs> you know okay, I mean? for for me, Dina, I have two like food that I want to know your take on how on the easiest way to cook it. So one is steak. One is pasta. Steak is so easy. Pasta is a little trickier. Steak is, to me, meats, to me, are the easiest things to cook. Why? Okay. So, what you were saying earlier is like the proper way of cooking food, right? The, first, you have to understand that there's a basic science of food, like heat, water, um, fire. Yeah. And... Uh, Taking all that into consideration, all that can dissipate by one equipment, okay. thermometer. You just need a thermometer. You, If you don't know how to cook and it's your first time cooking steak, it's your first time cooking turkey, it's, yeah. your, it's your first time uh, cooking uh, pork belly, all you yeah. need is one thing and that's a thermometer. That's why I think anybody can cook. Yeah. But those people Anybody. who, you know, don't have thermometers, is there an easy way to do it? No. Well, you can have this method where you do this, this is medium yeah. rare and stuff. Yeah. But thermometer, it's like 100 pesos, 140 at most. And you just stick it in your meat while it's cooking and then yeah. it heats up to a certain temperature. You take it out then you start eating. That's it. It's so easy. Salt, pepper. That's it. Okay. It's so simple, man. Yeah. What about... Suvi, Suvi cooking. Is it the you believe believe in it or yeah, I believe how oh, I believe in anything that makes cooking interesting. But Suvi's been around for so long. Years, 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 years. Sorry, I do not know what Suvi is. What's Suvi? Okay. Suvi is cooking a food item in a in a in a in a plastic bag, protected by plastic. And then it's being cooked in uh, while it's submerged in water, so there's a sort of protection from the heat 
and your food item in itself. Yeah. And that alone will get you like a soft meat without having like I said, the, the basic rules of cooking is like fire. And if you put add fire to 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 let's say your steak, your steak will shrink really fast. So what Suvi does is because of the 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 water being your barrier and the plastic bag, it slows down the process. And the shrinkage of your meat goes from 50% to like let's say 20%. So everything takes longer and it makes yeah. it softer without adding other elements to to your cooking process. So that's what sous vide is. Um, yeah, so I, I believe in any cooking process that 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 makes cooking interesting. Yeah. Then yeah, like I said, sous vide's been around for so mm-hmm. long. Right. So long. I used to sous vide with my dad when I was what, 15. Yeah. We would use boiling water, cooler, uh-huh. and the thermometer and the Ziploc bag. That's how we used to do it before before these precision cookers were a thing. I use a precision cooker now for my ribs. But yeah. So. Okay, how about pasta naman? Is there a certain way of cooking pasta? Yeah, here, here. The cooking pasta is so easy. I'll, I'll tell you the main trick of it. You buy your pasta, right? What, yeah. what pasta do you buy? Uh, you know, if you're the not same. making fresh pasta, yeah, it's the usual Del, Del Monte, like for example. Del Monte. Yeah. This is the best way to cook pasta. You get that, you get that pack of Del Monte. Yeah. You turn it around, then you look at the cooking instructions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that right? the, oh, yeah. the, 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 that's uh, you know, I did that. No, I actually uh, agree with you. That's the best way to cook pasta. Don't need to go any pauto. I did that. Uh, I didn't know that this was, was that easy, but I had we 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 had I had this cook one time. Funny story. I'll just like a short snippet. Yeah. She's like um. You know, people who believe in old wives' tales and like that. Very olden times. Like a Chinese cook. Anyway, when she'd cook pasta, she would get pasta. Like a piece. If she thinks it's almost done, she'll throw it in the wall. If it sticks, it's cooked. I was like, oh, summer to tunan yan. Tagal na to. Tunan ko sa nanay ko. Ayaw mo basa. Ayaw mo basahin yung sa likod ng pak. Sabi niya, ay hindi, okay lang. I was like, Okay. Cool. But anyway, if you wanna if you wanna cook pasta, right? Especially pre-made pasta or pre-boiled yeah. pasta, dried pasta. Turn that package on a daily yeah, basis. Like al dente, you know the term al dente, right? So, yes. what do you mean by al dente? It's to the, the bite. It's the bite. Okay. So the bite. If it's firm, I mean, when when you yeah, go explain. Like I said, you turn the pack around. <laughs> If it says eight minutes, that's al dente. No manufacturer will make you go above that. Yeah. So if it's eight minutes yeah. for spaghetti, if yeah. it's 12 minutes for macaroni, you follow that. Yeah. <laughs> Just follow it. And that's it. You have your perfect pasta. And then the sauce, can you discard on how you cook the sauce? Huh? Red, white. My instructions in Atayan. My instructions did you and recipes, but yeah, you know, kanya kanya din yan. 
anybody yeah. can cook. Um, it's just a matter of trial and error, wherein you don't have to measure anything and you start cooking with your eyes. You know, there, there, there are chefs who train without degrees in other countries and yeah. become successful. You know, and then you're here with a degree and you can't even read at the, the back of yeah. a packet. You know, maraming ganon, maraming instances ganon. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys have any other foods, Miles, Kiko, Rem? Like, okay, steak, pasta, what else? What else do the average uh, Pinoy like? Uh, actually, cooking? yeah, what I'm more curious about is, Dino, can you define a perfect meal for you? Oh. You've eaten a lot of things, eh, diba? being in the kitchen. What's a perfect meal for you? A uh, perfect meal. Am I on a date or alone? Actually, parang what do you like look for after a tough day at work or like mm. your go-to? It's I'm an emotional guy, and if I come home from a tiring day, I don't want to cook something I made the day before, or I don't want to cook for myself. I would gladly. And wholeheartedly enjoy a cup of instant noodles that my wife would make for me. <laughs> honestly, honestly, man. Uh-huh. And that's what to me food is about: serving people. And if somebody wants to serve me food, regardless of how they do mm. it or what it is, mm. I would take it as it is, and I would really uh-huh. love it. You know that, that at least that's how I I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I see it. Kahit 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 palpak man yan, uh, kahit di masarap, ginawa mo para sa akin, kakainin ko yan. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds so wrong. Ganda na answer, bro. Yeah, but let's say to put things into perspective, if on a date, hmm. I don't know, I kind of want me some aphrodisiacs. No, no. <laughs> No, no, no. Oysters, chocolates. Like you, you, you want you want something that would like tickle your taste buds. Like you want something uh, cold and ice, and then after you want something hot, cheese or yeah. wine, and then you know any any experience <laughs> would, would be nice. But yeah, I would I would I would gladly trade that if for any fine dining or degustation menu if my wife would just make me instant noodles I'd be like okay I love you I'd have that good bro all good bro alright so we'll graduate from um, proper way of cooking simple food um, Kiko has a question follow up question go Kiko yeah, actually, I actually have a question for you um, go ahead man you mentioned earlier that you've been into various uh, restaurants you've worked into various res- restaurants and you also mentioned earlier that you know anyone can cook what i'm what what, what uh, but as in uh, but i actually want to know is that how does the recruitment process is like for someone to get into a kitchen like is there a cook off between chefs for no uh, okay, buying, go ahead buying an, ex- an executive chef position or is it just a normal interview phase it's just a normal interview phase. I mean, I've I've worked sales jobs and I've applied for sales jobs, and I can say that applying for a chef job is the same as applying for a sales job. So they, you know, you read the resume. This is in a view of me hiring someone. Okay, I would read the resume. I'm like, 
okay, when can you start? They start, and then let's see what you can do. You know, uh, there's there's a there's a period where I'm gonna test you. Okay. And if you, and if you make all my tests in that period, you're gonna stay. If not, you're not gonna stay. But to me, when when I hire these people, I'm just more in seeing their attitude. I don't care if they fail on my tests. I just want to see that they want to learn. You know, um, yeah. if they don't want to learn, or or if they're really good, but you know what I mean. So they're still under regular uh, six months probationary period. Yeah, of course, but yeah. that's like HR now. Yeah. Now then, I will tell them this person is good. They'll get him. Okay, got it, got it. And then the rest after that is up to me. Then again, just just bounces back. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we uh let's graduate from uh, the chef uh, Dino experience and uh, all right. You know, so um we're gonna steer the pot, all right? So. I've always told them that, you know, you have gone through life, you know, ups and downs and um, started early as a, you know, it started early, high school pa lang. So, kung dami mo ng challenges, diba? Yeah. Um, Maybe. Diba? Um, how, how's that, man? I mean, are you okay to talk about it? Sure. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, how did you feel, man? When um, you know you found out that you were gonna be a dad at the age of uh, how old were you? Seventeen. Seventeen and a half, turning yeah. eighteen, like a few months away, like two. Were I was scared. That? You were scared, but at the same time, you were also happy, right? No, I was scared. There was no amount of happiness that I could find in it. I wasn't ready. My dad just you know, had his life together and here I am breaking it. Yeah. So I was scared. I was depressed. I was, what a miss. I was like, man, this is a mistake. And, uh, if there's one thing that I could do at the time, I was thinking one thing that I could do or turn back time, I wouldn't have, you know, I was, I was varsity yeah. for basketball. That wasn't good. <laughs> and you were fat also, right? Bro, you were good, you know. Don't don't be like too. too hard. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't fat. You were muscular. You were muscular. No, no. no. There, there was a point where I was really fit. Um, okay. You know, when you're varsity, even though you're in the bench, you get groupies. Yeah. So, uh, got to me in a way, and. One thing led to another with this certain someone, and yeah. um, hey, like a year later, hey, I'm I'm pregnant, yeah. and then oh boy, you know, it's a weird feeling, and I hope none of you have to go through it, but a feeling of your just whole world crashing, your future flashing before your eyes, and you're like. I'm not ready for this. What am I gonna do? You know. So it was it's hard, and because there's just school. I mean, it's still fucking high school. There's still college, also. Uh, you know. Yeah, 
it was hard. It was, but uh, it was... you had the support from your family, or you know, did you have a support system, or you know? I had a support system. I had a very good support system as much as I had it, and you know, that's one thing I can never take away from my father. Yeah, he's a he's a gem. He's an awesome one. He he didn't talk to me for months. <laughs> I remember waking up. I'd brushing my teeth, and then he would be like, "Ano, ano inisip mo?" Like, well, nothing, Dad. They'd be like, "That's right, because you think with your dick." Yeah, I know. Like, brush my teeth, go to school, cry. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, okay, man. I mean, at least you know, just... you know. I mean, you made it work. You know, that's what I, um, uh, you know, um, you're the, the you're you're my true idol when it comes to those situations, man. You did it. You know, you made it work. You know, you had to. Uh, you did everything you could to uh, support. You know, and uh, well, for that, uh, we I, I'm sure we are all proud of you for doing that. I'm not gonna take credit for it, honestly. Um, thank you, but I'm not gonna take credit for it. I did what I could, but it yeah. wasn't enough. And most of the time, it was my dad who who shouldered me all throughout. I mean, I I I had some, I had some extra gigs for milk money. And yeah. I had to ah, shit. I had to study. I had to, I had to graduate, but so my time was really messed up. And it was a stupid point in my life. Then, because my dad was working hard. I was just trying to make milk money by playing in bands and trying to see if I had this chance at a solo career as a musician. <laughs> and all the while, I was like, I had my head in my ass trying to chase other girls. I was like, oh my yeah. God, where the hell is my life going? But yeah, it's all clear now. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good, man. Everything done. Over and done with. So, uh, what else? Um, all right. Uh, being a chef. Is being a chef worth it? Summarize it. Here in the Philippines, no. 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 Unless Holidays, you're... weekends, pay versus effort, health, stress. No. Uh, unless you are a celebrity chef. Yeah. Or you have your own business mm. and you're the head executive chef of it. Then, yeah, yeah it's worth it. But if you're going to be a cook, no, man. No. Because if you're a cook, you're gonna be paid eighteen thousand, fifteen thousand yeah. at most in a month. And what if you want a family of four? It's not worth yeah. it, man. And the government will not support you here. Yeah, they won't. Your taxes are going somewhere that you will never see in the light of day ever in your life. You you don't know. You don't know where yeah. it's going. You never so, yeah. wanted to be like Erwin Yusuf, you know, like <laughs> online. Uh, okay. You know, I, I mean, have, you get to earn a lot of money uh, on I have, YouTube. I, I have like three categories of, of, of celebrity chefs. Okay, okay. so, so they're, 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 I'm sorry to whoever is listening, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you want to steer the pot? I'm just going to say it. Erwin Yusuf, I don't, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 but, but really, I'm sure he's a good cook. I mean, sorry, uh, he's a good chef. But, uh, um, but, you know, legitimately, you have like Malta Mario, you have Bobby Flay, you have Warren yeah. Ramsey, you have Emeril, Wolfgang uh, Puck, and Jamie Oliver. You have these people. Yeah. And then there are legit ones also here in the Philippines where like Henny Season, Jean Gonzalez, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, Florita, Margarita Flores, and Hassan yeah. Go. These, uh, these, these, these are like legit. But then there's people you see on like 
in the news. Uh, it's like a segment, and I don't, I don't watch yeah. cable. Sorry, yeah. but it's like a segment, uh, like, like boy logro. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and uh, Judy Ann is a chef now. Yeah, Judy Ann is a chef. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin Agustin is a chef now. I mean, yeah. But then they're, they're 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 milking their famous. You they're they're famous, right? They're, exactly, exactly. No judging, because yeah. you can do that if you can. You know, and then there's like people who are just extremely handsome, or like everyone you saw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're they're. You know, I have I, I had his hungry panda. Was it or? Yeah. 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 Wasn't that good, bro? Uh, wasn't that good? Yeah, I just gave it away. You know. <laughs> did you, you know, ever? I know. Dina, did you ever uh, plan to venture in this um, YouTube uh, cooking? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I I honestly want to, but not okay. There, there's a lot of YouTube chefs, right? I mean, there's a lot of um, TikTok chefs too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we'll we'll get we'll get to that later. I'll, I'll talk about it later. Okay, but, okay. but um, yeah, I I want to be a YouTube. I want one day when I have the time. And passion for it. I want to mm. do a, a chef show, but not okay. necessarily a chef show. Chef show. I want to show people also my mistakes. You know, mm. there are a lot of edits going on. Let's say bon appetit, tasty. They're not gonna show you the, the stuff that they fail at. Yeah. I mean, their their recipes are not perfect. Believe me, I've tried their recipes um, at home, and I followed it to the gram, yeah. and. Uh, oh, I can follow recipes, uh, uh, but they're they're not correct. They're not correct, and there's a lot of flies into it, you know. At least in my perspective. Uh, but I wanna create a chef show where, hey, today we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cook pasta. Let's mm. say, I eat pasta, and let's see where we f- let's see where we fuck up. Let's see it. Let's see where we can we make mistakes, and let's see how we can correct it. Okay. I, I want to show that kind of cooking show where yeah. where it adheres to the fears and expectations of whoever's cooking because you want to have a large audience then you don't want to be so technical about it where it's not fun anymore. Hmm. You know, I I want to have a show that caters to those fears because you yeah. know people who say that they can't cook it's 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 encompassed by fear narinde. Yeah. Parang you're so afraid of hot oil or failing or burning your food mm. before you even try, yeah. and that alone is really gonna hinder you so bad. Yeah. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna adhere to that. I wanna be like, oh hey, I'm an experienced chef and I'm still fucking up. Mm. Yeah, I no. think you'll be a it, good. It uh, that would be a good uh, project, man. Yeah. One day, oh. one day when I have time. Yeah, like you know now. Uh, Miles told me to watch this uh, famous food blogger. What's his name, Miles? Mark Means. Mark Means. Mark Means. Oh, he, he does this. He does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, I love and that guy. I Bro, think I if, guy. if you do something like that, I think, uh, you know. If so, brang sarap. Yung yeah. head nary tilts to the side. <laughs> like a tarsier. <laughs> a good looking tarsier. That's yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those, those shows I admire so much. They got to you know, travel the world, you know, yeah. you know, just a brief background on Mark Means. 
this guy travels with his wife and his yeah. kid. Yeah. And it's, yeah. This is his passion. His his family gets to enjoy his passion as well, and it's their passion too. And it's uh-huh. admirable about it. Not a lot of people can do that. And yeah. honestly, if I had that life, man, I would be so happy. Solid, no. Yeah. yeah, but it takes some years. It takes some years to have a following also. And it's a little too late for me to have that. But man, those people are admirable. They get to live their lives. But then, you know, on the other side of things, there are damn, well, what do you call this? Uh, TikTok chefs. That's the it's, first for me. I don't know how you do. It's, 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 uh, I, you know, to me, it's disheartening, honestly. Oh. Everything is becoming a trend now. And yeah. You have what? Um, I'm sorry to the people who did this. Honestly, I have, I have I don't judge you. Dalgona coffee. That's for one. Okay. Uh, what what is it with frothing sugar and putting it like on top of of coffee and then you're sipping all that sugar? It's so unhealthy. Honestly, that, that's for one. It's unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, you, you probably saw it in a Korean telenovela or whatever. And it's like, ooh, it's good. And then you try it at home. And honestly, it's like it's like tasting just plain bitterness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, oh. you know, the, there are people who do pancake cereal. You know pancake cereal? It's mini bite-sized pancakes that you yeah. put on milk milk and then you eat it it's it's like why why don't you just have pancakes and milk separately yeah like like a normal person or there's cheetos mac and cheese there's like there, there's this new thing called nature cereal you know yeah. nature cereal it's milk yeah. and then there's berries yeah it's just uh, in my opinion it's just like a deconstructed smoothie yeah there's milk there's berries you just don't blend it and it's yeah. so Ah, I'm so sorry to say, but it's so idiotic. Yeah, it's so idiotic. Yeah. And, then, and then there's people also who do. Um, did you see this video on TikTok? I don't have TikTok, but it just gets to me from Reddit. I don't have either. See, Miles has TikTok. I have no social media account. Well, I I have Facebook, but I haven't used it since I planned my wedding, and I don't use my haven't used my Instagram in months. I don't have Twitter. I don't have all this shit. Anyway, I just have Reddit. Anyway, there's this one thing called uh, one pan egg sandwich hack, where they cook an a sandwich with egg, ham, cheese, and bread, all at the same time, and they fold it, and it becomes a sandwich. I mean, it solves a problem that didn't exist. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? Number one, why? Number two, why? You know, why? And then there's people who do potato lasagna, like layered potatoes yeah. and then cheese. Is that already, isn't that already called scallops? No, Pao, uh, scallops are, are seafood. What do you call that? Potato? Oh, potato potato gr- gratin. You're, yeah, there you go. Yeah, potato yeah, yeah. Gratin, yeah. But yeah, but I know what you mean by potato scallop. Sorry, yeah. I'm I'm correcting myself. I didn't yeah. mean to, to to demoralize you. Yeah, it's okay. Oh. Used to it already. <laughs> so yeah, I mean there are yeah. people there is a fine line with doing fusion and a fine line with butchering yeah. things. And 
the trend now, it's just butchering every goddamn thing that I hold dear. Oh. Honestly, but you know, have you heard of Cheesy Top from KFC? Where yeah, they put Cheese Top Burger. Cheese, yeah, sorry, there you go. <laughs> cheese Top Burger. So everything is a, a sandwich. This is how I'm thinking about it. A sandwich is so boring that, hey, man, let's make it fun. Let's put the cheese on top of the bun. And no cheese in the middle. And then let's just eat it just the way it is. It's like, oh, let's market this as a really nice thing. And it's an invention. It's like, oh, well, fuck yourself. But, you know, that's the nice thing about food, man. You can do anything and everything, right? Um, and it's all about how yeah. you market it. Well, there's a difference between breaking rules and bending rules. Mm. And sometimes breaking rules is just butchering everything you know and mm. thinking that it's good when it's not. Yeah. Okay. Sige, Dino, since you touched on that topic, no? um, yung mga dalgona, probably like uh, moving on to food trends, you know? would you define Filipino food as trendy? That's why it hasn't gone up in the hierarchy of uh, known cuisines oh, in yeah, 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 that's a good question. On in, the con- in the world. On the contrary, I wouldn't say that it's as popular as pasta, which you can find almost anywhere, or sushi. You can find a sushi bar in Italy. You know, it's not as popular, but in terms of New York, London, um, San Francisco, these things are making a mark. I am not a Filipino chef, as in I am not good with Filipino cuisine, man. I can, I know that probably a million people will cook sinigang better than me. I, I can't do it. I, I'm just not good at it. But um, it's a trend. It's a, a Filipi- Filipino food is a trend given mm-hmm. the proper uh, places. Why do you think that uh, Filipino food is not yet there? You know, I don't know. Sometimes... I mean, I choose... Uh, like, for example, I choose... Filipino cuisine over Indian cuisine. Yeah, because you're Filipino. Well, yeah, and also like I don't really so, like Indian, you know. That that's kind of bias, isn't it? But to to say the least, I think Filipino food isn't as popular because it hasn't been introduced in yeah. a way that would make it enticing. Let's let, let's say let's say adobo. Yeah. Adobo is not Filipino. It's Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, it comes from it comes from adobado. You know, um, what else? What name? Name another. Uh, uh, is Spanish. You know, uh, it's a peanut butter stew. So our our cuisine, our culture is so entwined with Spanish and sometimes Chinese too mm. that. The only way you would see traces of Filipino cuisine if, is if you could connect the dots. And uh, like, like, okay, this, let's say you go, to, you go to China. Oh, this tastes like something that we have. Oh, that's because it came from China. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know? we lack a distinct personality. I mean, in terms of Filipino food. Uh. We do. And you know how you know? Street food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Street food, yeah. my friend. Fishball, you, uh, you go to the you go, Chinese. Family. You guys, you guys have been to Japan. Yeah, you you've seen their street food, and yeah. it's amazing. You go to Thailand, their street food is amazing. It's quite distinct. You go to you go to you go to Vietnam, or Taipei. Their street food is so distinct. 
and the quality of their produce are 10 times us. The quality of their produce alone, the quantity of what they serve you for the amount of money that you pay for it is so much better than what we do here. What do we have here in our street food? Isao, chicken ass. To, you know, we have Barbecue. chicken, uh, we have know, chicken ass. We have <laughs> Betamax. I, you know, Betamax this didn't even originate from us. Uh, I'm not, I think it was Mexican. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I could be wrong. But Betamax did not originate from us. That I'm sure of. Quick, quick. Quick, is an egg, a hard-boiled egg that is fried in batter. Yeah, yeah. Not, to, not, not to bring down what we have, but that's what we have. Yeah. That's what we have. So Versus, you're saying we, we lack creativity, no? We lack creativity. We, 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 okay. Think of it this way: street food alone. People in other countries who have who are street street who are street vendors, street food vendors, but they go home to some go home to really nice houses. Yeah, they have nice cars. They have Benzes, you know. Our street food vendors go home to what? Yeah. yeah. Just to put things into perspective. Mm, yeah. And it's not their fault. I mean, you could you could like talk all about it, talk about it all you want. It it really is, it's the government or so how, how do you yeah. think of uh, solving that issue? No? I mean, do you think they and, sell it too low or why? They sell it honestly, they sell it too high. I mean I'm kind of quick, quick. Dose. Yeah. <laughs> Dose. Let's say Dose, quick, quick. I'm a kind of a itlog. Six. Six pesos. Five pesos pa nga minsan eh. Yeah. Oh, Magkano harina, magkano tubig, magkano food coloring, lahat yun will equate to 6.5 pesos. Dati yan yung costing mo. Plus gas, seven. Plus, bibenta mo ng Dose. Oh. So, it's eh. <laughs> See, I told you, I'm okay with math as long as it's food. Food. Yeah. So Pero seven, seven times seven, di ko alam So we're, we're doing wrong. It's the culture of our country, lang talaga. No, but, that, but that's anyway. so hard to change. You know, that's it's too late. Eh. I mean, it's uh... it's too late. Not in our lifetime will yeah. it ever be fixed. Not even in my son's lifetime will yeah. it be fixed. There's no, there's no, there's no fix. Oh, okay. you've been paying tax all your life. Uh, yeah. let's say all of your life after college. Oh, anong ayos MRT? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Malat pa rin. How many cards are there? I think, what, 12? <laughs> maybe less, 10 yeah. or 8. I don't know. Maybe less, man. We can ask Icon. I think, um, yeah. But, you know, there's a big improvement versus, you know, previous years. Okay. When was the last time you took the MRT? Well, he doesn't take the MRT, you uh, know. Yeah. So, how can you, how can you say, how can you say that there's a big improvement? If you've never taken it, if you haven't well, last taken time it, last time he rode an LRT MRT was college, pa. Yeah. Well, according to Icon, I used the aircon. Wow. I used the aircon of which cart? <laughs> Since we're talking about politics, Dina, are you pro government? Are you DDS? I'm not. You know, honestly, I don't take pride in this. But to be honest with you, I didn't vote. You didn't vote. I didn't vote. I didn't know who to vote for. Yeah. But if you were going to vote, who would you vote? So, being that that I did not vote, 
um, I have no right to speak up against yeah. whatever is happening. But all I can say that everything right now is becoming a religion. Yeah. Wherein, are you pro DDS? Are you DDS? Are you a vegan? Are you an anti-vax or a vax? Whatever. Yeah. Everything is becoming religion. Everybody's getting divided into shit that they shouldn't be in because they're spending so much energy that they're not supposed to yeah. fighting behind keyboards and screens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, you know. Okay. So, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you had COVID recently, mm. right? How, I mean, how was COVID it? I mean, how are you now? Well, as you can see, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm back to 100%. But when did you get that? When did you get COVID? Or... April 19. April 19. April and 19, how did you get yeah. it? You're just at home, right? I am just at home. Um, my, here's the funny story. It was my son who tested positive. He's almost two years old and he Shit. tested positive. I don't, uh, our help at the time tested negative. Yeah. He tested positive. My wife tested negative. Yeah. And yeah, I was negative too. So. But uh, nothing happened the month to your son. I mean, I mean, the, no. the, the immune system of babies are quite strong. The month, no? yeah, but that's what they say, but there's like a mortality rate of 1.9%. Yeah. So, you don't want to be that 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 percentile. Okay. So, how um, how did you feel in the month? You know, when uh, you, know, you okay. got it from your son, you had it. I, I got it? I got it from him. Yeah. Um, mm. Of course, it was scary. It was very scary. Honestly, first I was shocked. It's like, oh my god, um, my son has COVID, and what am I gonna do? But then you know. Um, you deal with the cards that you're dealt with and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah but before that before i got sick i was already taking ivermectin which yeah. they say is a prophylaxis yeah so i was taking that already did and, it help um, you know i don't know to be honest with you i don't know but i took it i've 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 i've, I've been taking it before i got sick and i had an easier time than most again i'm not promoting it you know i mm. I, I don't care what other people think about it yeah. i don't care what other people think about me for taking it i really don't you know how it is like what i said that everything is now a religion yeah people are gonna judge you for whatever you do because yeah. i think and filipinos are like that in nature you know very judgmental i guess not just filipinos there's also americans who are like that yeah. You know, they, 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 the, the title that they give Karens and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like Israel and Palestinians, you know, it's the same veganism and not being a vegan, being a pescatarian or whatever. You know, the, people just have too much time mm. and they're concentrating on the wrong things. But, but yeah, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. And uh, when you experienced uh, the whole COVID, I mean, was it the regular cough? Was it extremely worse uh, than a cough? Okay, so... Phlegm coming out? I had, on the first day, nothing. Second day was bad. Yeah. Second day was so bad. I had chills, but I didn't have fever. I was sweating, but I was cold, but I didn't have fever. My highest temperature was 38. 
No, 37. Uh, yeah, 37.9 was my highest temperature. Well, let, let's say that's a 38. So, 38. Um, my taste buds, and they never went away. I could taste and everything. Naman. I didn't have cough machado. Actually, I didn't have cough at all. I didn't have a sore throat. You know, not the usual symptoms. And um, what I had was chills, and my body just really went off. It went off. Yeah. And I couldn't. I couldn't really move. Third day, I was getting better. Fourth day, I could carry my son again. Fifth day onwards, I was pretty okay now. Okay. And you know, again, I'm not promoting it, but every I my experience was relatively easier than my relatives who had COVID. Mm. You know, I had relatives who, who were intubated. I know people who had uh, went into a coma yeah. after the vaccine. And I have relatives who passed on. So, Sorry to so hear yeah. that, bro. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, life... You know, during this COVID and, and and pandemic, I had some realizations where life is fragile. Even at the start, the March palang, everybody's going crazy about the Twerte. Oh, tangina, bagal yung mag-announce ng kahit anong MECQ, ganyan, ganyan. Hmm. You know, that was a turning point in my life. That was a very turning point in my life where, sorry to say, but I got to really dissect my life in separate of what my friends' lives are. Um, I realized that life is so fragile. People are dying in the world and I'm not going to waste time complaining on why our president is taking so long to announce if it's ECQ, MC, MECQ, GCQ, uh, shit. Maybe it's uh, high on weed. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it made me really realize that life is fragile and time is nothing that you can take back. Yeah. Man, true, amen. Yeah, true. You, 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 really, you really have to concentrate and yeah. dig down deep to realize that what the only thing that matters is what's in front of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped social media. I, I, I really stopped it. I don't want no part in it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not digging on people who use it. I have nothing against it. It's just that with me, the way I see it, Parang, do I really need validation to live to live my life? Do I need hearts? Do I need likes? Yeah. Do I need views? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't. It's like I just want life is so simple. And the only person who will make it complicated is yourself. That's what I realized. Yeah. And I don't need to make it complicated. That's why the body say that the what does it say? Um, your enemies yourself. About? Your enemies yourself. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I took ivermectin. Again, I'm not promoting it. Um, 
imagine imagine this. This is the way I see it. And I'm not telling people to think like me. This is just this is just me explaining. You know. The world is a dome. The world is a dome. You have your half circle. And everything beyond that, you cannot see. Why? It's being controlled by media, CNN, Bloomberg, Al Jazeera. You know, um, they are feeding you so much information that it's already hard to discern. And people are living in fear and, and making their own decisions. You know, this is our, believe it or not, the way I, what I feel is, this is our war. This is our generation's war. Our war is against media. You know, it's you alone are the salvation of yourself and your family. Not doctors, not your country's president, not not your not your not your parents. It's yeah. it, it it's you 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 you. This is your life. This is what's happening to us. And but if you cannot pivot. Or if you're not willing to make the decisions that you're willing to make, then sorry, I don't know what else. Diba? But you are the salvation yeah. of yourself. And it's up to you to discern the knowledge that's been given to you. And believe it or not, everything is knowledge now. Wherever you look, people are saying vaccines are, are good for you. And then there are people are saying the vaccines are not. People are saying whatever... Let's say, ito, itong vaccine ito, well, what's going to happen if you like have an injection of Sinovac? It's like 67% effective and then suddenly it's like 80% effective. And then suddenly Indonesia is saying it's like 90 plus percent um, effective based on the given news. I don't know. Which one are you going to believe? The first news, the second, the third? And from whom? Why? Because CNN said it. It's true. Yeah. What are you going to do? And then there are people who are saying that vaccines now have a thing called prolonged shedding, where there's a spike in proteins that it's so concentrated that it enters your body, it creates certain proteins and pathogens that are going to start shedding through sweat, through the, through the air that you breathe, and it's going to go through your children. It's going to go through from you to the people around you. And then whoever's around you is just me, my, my son. And it's going to affect it's gonna it might affect his children and there are people who are saying that so it's like a back and forth battle and me as a father where am i gonna side where am i gonna side who am i gonna believe am i gonna take that risk mm. am i not gonna take that risk i mean like i said i, have, I know people who had the moderna vaccine and went into a coma <laughs> am i gonna subject my my wife to that am i gonna subject myself to that the at risk the end, of it yeah. at the end of the day it really depends on how you what you believe in you know it yeah. it it really depends on it's, all about it's you. not really what you believe in because i am not an anti-vax guy yeah. i want to believe in the vaccine yeah. but there are risks with taking the vaccine will you take it not right now. Not until if you were a company and you would tell me that taking the vaccine will not harm my son or my son's son or my semen in my balls. Mm. 
I mean, sorry, to put it plainly, if it will not harm, and you tell me that, and you write a contract that if it does, one day you are gonna pay for that, I will mm. take it. I will take it. I will take it. I want to believe in it. I wholeheartedly want to do believe in it. But what data do you have? They say that ivermectin has limited data. <laughs> Come on, man. The vaccine has limited data. Everything is limited data. It's only been around for a year. It's not like polio that's been around for generations. What am I gonna do? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not promoting. I'm not promoting IVM, but you know, mm. it's just the best decision that I could make for my family without taking that much of a risk because nobody dies from IVM if you take it properly. Yeah. You know, I'm still I'm still taking it and I recovered really well. I had a good experience. I'm not saying it's gonna be the same for you, but based on my experience mm-hmm. it it was. And, I guess, and you know yeah. it's 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 been around since the nineteen seventies, man. Yeah. It used to clear it used to treat whatever blindness and other parasitic diseases. And and people now we're saying that it's a one drug. It's it's not. It's not. It's not a wonder drug. I don't know why news is like now. I don't know why they're saying it's a wonder drug. It's not. Yeah. I guess people, you know what made me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go. I guess people just need to know more about ivermectin. You know, I mean that's why they're scared because they don't know about. They don't know about yeah. it more. I guess not like with this vaccine. Yeah. And you know, it's a little disheartening, honesty. Because yeah. you know, in our group, right? It's like, oh, it, ivermectin is a joke, or or things like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not offended. I'm a little disheartened that it for my friends too, and I'm sure it's like both ways. They can worry about me for not for not taking the vaccine, but I'm also worried for my friends in a way that we don't know what this vaccine will do to you in a few years when this is over. You know this thing that there are some MMR vaccines and all this can cause autism, right? Yeah. Have you heard about those? Yeah. What if now? What about your kids? Yeah, true. Anybody, but these are the thoughts that enter my mind. Yeah. And as a rational person, mm. will I take that risk? Yeah, yeah. Will I take that risk? And and you know, ako, you know me in the group. I rarely and in mm. groups I rarely I rarely speak. But some things that I really bite my tongue on, and because I care so much about my friends, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't really want anything bad to happen to them or their children, especially. It will break my heart. And it will get me depressed too. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Dude, yeah. Well, yeah. You know what oh. made me take IVM? Yeah. Um, I found out my mom's at the head nurses in the pit in the geriatric sections of uh, Alameda General Hospital in San Francisco. Yeah. And one day I was like, 
Fuck, am I gonna take IVM or not? Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I not? Am I? Am not? No, and then I just spoke to my mom. It's like, Ma, what do you know about this IVM? It's like, oh, we give it to our patients, not to the public. We give it to our patients who are infected by COVID, and we give them antibiotics and some steroids with it. I was like, hmm, okay. Parang, okay, since the hospital does that. And it's not only that. They do this in India. They do this in Europe. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if it's not going to harm my body, and I'm, I'm a betting man, and this is a short-term solution oh. to a long-term problem until more data, more data surfaces that vaccines are okay, good. Because right now, they can't even... If the in the first case of the uh, the variant from India covers the vaccines that you already took, yeah. So anyon, pag hindi ano vaccine kana naman, bago na naman. Uh, I oh I, I love my body. Your, your mom you got know, vaccinated or she did. She got vaccinated by Pfizer. Okay. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? It's like. Well, we have to because we're frontliner and we don't have a choice. Like, okay. okay, cool. Well, as long as you, you know, know we uh, we right, do our research. Pfizer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were reports of the Pfizer vaccine giving brain blood clots. Yeah. I mean, not to scare anybody, but yeah. I think now yeah. for me, like I, I believe that you know we believe we 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 live in the world of uncertainty now, right? Mm. We really uh, do as live long as, in a world um, of uncertainty. As long as we do our research about it, you know, and um, yeah, we do. Not rely, not rely about it. on information coming from you know friends, families, but on facts, you know, data, you know, studies, stuff like that. Too. Facts now are relative, pal. Yeah. Facts from whom? If you don't have facts from first-hand experience, are they really called facts? I don't know. I think about it this way. Do you believe that Jesus turned water into wine? Uh, Do you? Well, since I'm a Catholic, I, uh, you know, I believe. Yes. So... You do. Yeah. You <laughs> yes. do. Do you believe that Jesus... Separated the Red Sea just so Moses can cross. Or was it the Red Sea? Is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Moses moved. Yeah. Then why can't you believe in something that's been around since the 1970s, almost 40 years? Yeah. Why can't you? And that's just mm. my logic. That's just yeah. my logic. Mm. I'm not promoting anybody to think like me. It's just the way I see yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Actually, to be honest, there's a divide naman talaga with the... There is. There yeah, is there a is divide. divide talaga. There is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a divide, man. There's... I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's not just... It's not yeah, just the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even they, in households, eh. Yeah. Even in uh, households. Yeah. Yeah. So each the older... The older people want IVM. The younger people don't believe in it. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's chaotic. And again, it becomes a religion. And it's so devastating, honestly. And it's so stressful. Yeah. 
I mean, even vegan veganism, it 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 can't it can't uphold their own beliefs. Pare. there's pescatarians. Yeah. There's vegan. There's oh vegan, lacto vegan. Then one person is like, oh, you're not a real vegan. No, oh, you're not. A... Yeah. My wife was a pescatarian until she met me. Well, I guess this topic, Dinos, uh, I think we can reserve this for another episode. Before we uh, end the show, man, um, you know, see Kiko recently got married. I'm getting married. Any tips? I have a lot of tips. I'm going through something right now with my marriage, honestly. Um, not to be too personal, but yeah. I just want to be plain and simple. Um I am now working on my marriage. Yeah. I'm I'm working on my marriage. Um, I fucked up a bit. Um, what did you do, man? Well, since the pandemic happened, you know, we lost. Well, I lost working, and we had to do the family business. And I'm not just earning as much as I used to. Yeah. And I got accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Where I forgot my vows, I forgot what a team should be. Yeah. I I really forgot, and I can say my my marriage kind of hit rock bottom in a sense. Not necessarily overly rock bottom, but in a sense, it did. I felt that. My wife wasn't as in love with me as it, she once was. And I wasn't as in love with my wife as I once was. But, you know, we we moved three times um, just trying to make ends meet. And we would fight a lot, really fight. I really forgot my promise to her. I forgot my vows for a certain time. Caught up in Call of Duty too. <laughs> but I realized it. But do you think it's just later. a stage, bro? Like um, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a phase. No, yeah. no, it's 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 not a stage. It's Marvels. Um, a stage is a face. It's something that you know you're gonna get past. This is something that I know that if I don't work, that the so it's not a, it's not a face. It's it's something that I really had to recognize yeah. and and work on. So it's more of uh, bringing in you know. So when the pandemic happened, my wife has her family business. I didn't have a family business. I was just, you know, working, working for somebody else. Um, she had the bigger salary. And one of us had to stay with Blue. So she had to keep her job. Yeah. And I had to lose mine. And so... My career now is on halt, and it made me very unhappy. 
So I had to compensate through other things, games, Netflix. Well, while taking care of my son. But you know that type of sub substitute can only last for so long. It was it was late until I realized it. So we 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 moved to this place now. Nice place actually. Nice spacious space. Um, to to save money, but um, but yeah. So I realized it very late. And we're working on our marriage. So I did teamwork, right? Teamwork. Team yeah. Teamwork. And then uh, you just need to adjust your lifestyle, I guess. No, I mean. Yeah, I haven't been playing with you guys. I've been busy with my family. I wanna. I forgot the promises that I got. Like yeah. whatever you say in your vows, you gotta mean it. You really have to mean it. And if you don't live up to it. Then, pare, you bring shame into your family. Can you imagine being in like feudal Japan, Edo period, where magaharakiri ka or sipuha when you shame your family? Pare, you shame your family, pahamatay ka na. Oh, but it's not, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. Too but, much war zone, Dins. No, you play more than <laughs> me. It's just that you don't have a child. So when I. Um, how about any tips on when it comes to like financial planning? Like, how do you do things? Well, does she have all your money? Do you have all your money? Or talking about financial planning, simply put, we obviously we don't do that because blue was an accident. So was my firstborn. But. What's keeping me, keeping us afloat right now is my wife. That's the most that I can say. And I try my best to, right now I'm trying very hard to do the business and give what I can in my share. All the while being the 100% (laughs) Protector of blue, <laughs> my son, every day. It's because it's a full time job being a parent. It, it really is. And I think for Kiko, who's like newly married, my best advice is to recognize when your spouse is unhappy. Is it, is it a, hard to recognize? Or it's hard. Okay. It's hard to recognize because there are stages of grief. There's denial. There's acceptance and there's what doing something about it and stuff like that. And it, it's hard to recognize, yeah. especially if you're stubborn, which I am. And you just have to recognize it and you have to do something about it. And then once you decide to do something about it, you have to look back. Look back. What what drove me to get married? What were the promises that I made to my partner? And it's very important because they remember this shit. Even if when you forget. And to me, it is very hard to recognize. Took a long while. Took months. The whole of the pandemic, I was living my life while my wife was having a hard time. And and, Sorry. 
yeah, go, go, I'm ahead, just, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just being plain about it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to hide it. Would so, you guys talk like is communication? Do you think communication is e key to keeping a healthy yeah, relationship? Yeah, communication is key. I know that because we didn't do it. So your wife never told you how she felt. And I had to recognize it the hard way, and I had to like. I'm still working on trying to sit her down and say that, hey, I'm gonna work on things, but I don't know. Maybe I felt like maybe she was she could be tired if you know if she, if ever she was gonna hear about it, pa parang wag na lang. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I don't. I don't want you to hear something. I just want you. I want you to experience it. I'm gonna work on it, and that's what we've been. I've been doing now, and you know what? Right now, we're we're back to like being married again. Yeah, you're doing like okay. Being the first three days after our wedding. Yeah. You know, it it feels so good. It feels so good. And it's, I think it's a part of growing up. You know how you deal with relationships. Oh, hassle now. I own it. Hassle. Blah, blah, blah. And now you're like stuck with someone. And you got to make it work. And there's no escape. Man, it's good to know, man. Like, you know what I realized? Everything, there are a lot of factors when you get married. You know, finances, children. You know, what more children, right? You know, if to answer your question, how children affect everything, Simple answer. They do. They do. They do. They they interconnect everything. Finances. Not just interconnect, but they separate everything as well. Yeah. Your how you want to raise your kids, how you want to discipline your kids, what to feed your kids. At the what time do you want to feed your kids? What time should they wake up? What time should they sleep? All these things are a factor. And are you and Ina aligned in those stuff or? Do you agree on some things? Or yeah. We really? agree on everything. If there's one thing that we can agree on right now, it's how we raise our son. Yeah. And, the, and honestly, that's what's really mm. keeping us together. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. The baby is either a mighty bond or just like a separator. Yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's never in between. You know, uh, just to share, I attended the seminar that you need to attend before you get married. It's called uh, Family Planning. So we attended this Sefam thing. Thank you, Kiko, for endorsing. And there's this question that they ask us as a couple. Do we believe that parenting is more important than your relationship with your wife or with your husband? What did you answer? I answered the relationship is more important because in order to be a good parent, you need to have a good mm. That's a good same. way of answering, I think, in my opinion, because it's a domino effect. Yeah. You got to work with the foundations. Exactly. Yeah. If your foundations are fucked up, yeah. everything else is fucked up. Uh, thank you, Dino, for your time. Uh, I think you've learned a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially for those people who want to know how they can improve in cooking or the challenges of being a chef you know i think um you said it you yeah. said it perfectly yeah and respect to dino uh, yeah no filters eh. i mean no considering filters. what you yeah. went through uh, 
Yep, you were willing to talk about it. It's okay, As man. It so yeah, thanks, yeah. Thing, yeah. Thanks, Dino. And uh, bye, everyone. And uh, yep. yep. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. See bye, you guys. guys.